Hello there, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast from Family Bible, a ministry of Christian Family Reformation. I'm your host, Christian Horseman, and it's my prayer that as you and your family study God's Word together, you'll find this broadcast to be a blessing to your souls and an inspiration to grow in your relationship with the Lord Jesus. So without any further delay, let's get started. Today we're taking a closer look at the third chapter of the book of Mark. At the end of the last chapter, our Lord explained to the Jews that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Still, however, they were not convinced by what he had said, for they were bitterly set against him. Even when they personally witnessed the Savior performing an act of mercy for the man with a withered hand, they were only intent on using the miracle of love as an accusation against him, since he had done it on the Sabbath. By way of a question, Christ pointed out to them that it is perfectly lawful to save lives and do acts of charity on the Sabbath, but they did not care. Their hearts were hardened. The Pharisees, we are told in verse 6, took counsel with the Herodians to destroy Jesus. Therefore he withdrew with his disciples to the seaside. His work on earth was not yet done, and until the proper time for his departure out of the world had arrived, he used precautions to avoid danger thereby setting us an example of not risking our lives or our means of usefulness by any unnecessary exposure to danger. In verses 13 through 19, we have an account of the first appointment of Jesus' gospel ministers. These twelve men were highly honored indeed in being called to such close attendance upon their Lord, and to be the instruments of making known to others the glad tidings of his having come to save the world. And those who are now admitted into the sacred ministry of the church have, in some degree, the same honorable calling. They are, or ought to be, men who live in close communion with Christ by faith, and it is their privilege if they have no other earthly vocation than to preach the gospel. It is true that they cannot heal the sick in the same sense as the apostles did, but by leading others to Christ and by showing tender kindness, they may take from suffering more than half its bitterness. And although they cannot cast out devils in their own strength, yet in the strength of the Lord they may be permitted to cast out Satan from the hearts of many where his hateful power has caused the bitterest sufferings. It is no uncommon thing for worldly people to condemn those as crazy who are very zealous in their master's work. But even of our Lord it was said that he was beside himself. Why? Because he neglected his own ease and comfort to attend to the pressing needs of a multitude. Therefore we may be content to be reckoned as crazy or insane if we are zealously moved in the cause of truth and holiness. Let us pray that we may be delivered from the blinding influence of self-love and from the power of a worldly spirit. If we desire to be followers of Christ, we must not allow ourselves to listen to the kind but unwise advice of those friends who wish to persuade us that we do not think enough about ourselves or that we sacrifice too much of our time, strength, or money in laboring for others. We might well reply that we are only imitating our Lord and his disciples, who are so busily engaged in the service of those who are in need that they cannot so much as eat bread. We may be sure that those who zealously labor for the everlasting good of their fellow human beings, out of a desire to faithfully follow Christ, will never find cause for regret. But what shall we say of those who waste their health and strength, and even endanger their lives, in the eager desire for earthly wealth or carnal pleasures? Certainly life is too precious to be thus worn out, and these persons will bewail their folly through all eternity. Some of the scribes who had seen our Lord casting out devils chose to say that he was helped in that miraculous work by the devil. They knew that the power which Jesus exercised was beyond the power of man, but they were still determined to not acknowledge the power of God. 
Therefore they said, By the prince of the devils casteth he out devils. This was a willful rejection of the truth, because they must have known that Satan could not cast out Satan, for no one fights against himself. To resist the truth is to sin against the Holy Spirit, which can never be forgiven. Why? Because truth is taught to us by the Holy Spirit, and if his power is willfully resisted, we shall surely be led to believe the most fatal lies to our own self-destruction, and then the door of hope shall be shut. We are told in verse 21 that the friends of Jesus went out to lay hold on him, for they said, He is beside himself. And we may suppose that when his mother and brethren came to call him away from the multitude, it was probably with the intention of stopping him in what he was doing. From this ill-timed interference of his earthly parent, to whom he was obedient and submissive on all proper occasions, our Lord took occasion to speak a word of the greatest possible encouragement to all who were making it the first business of their lives to do the will of God. Says he, Whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother and sister and mother. What wonderful consolation is contained in those words. Every true follower of the Lord Jesus finds that his or her pathway is often very rough and thorny. There are infirmities and corruptions to combat in the heart. There is a world lying in sin to travel through. And there is an enemy to resist who is walking about seeking whom he may devour. Surely each one of God's people needs comfort, and they will find it in the assurance that the Son of God beholds him or her with all the tenderness which can be felt for one's nearest family member. And this concludes our study today in the third chapter of the book of Mark. Thank you so much, my friends, for tuning in to today's broadcast from Family Bible. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. And I invite you to join me again here tomorrow, Lord willing, and continue experiencing the richness of His precious Word with your family. If you found this resource to be a blessing to you today, please share it with someone you know. And consider taking a moment to leave a comment and tell others what you found edifying. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube so you'll never miss a new broadcast. And feel free to visit my website, ChristianFamilyReformation.com, for inspiration and encouragement in your family's walk with the Lord. I'm your host, Christian Horseman, and I want to thank you again for tuning in today. May the Lord inspire you to live life today in light of eternity. Seize the day for Jesus Christ. Music